Boomtron. 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 Boomtron, but you're never gonna move on. Netflix OGs get your groove on. We talk about it all, we could be wrong. Kill the better views like a Demogorgon. Boomtron, but you're never gonna move on. Just a few guys talking about the originals. Yo, pick a favorite show, we can put it on. We know it also, nothing's atypical. And welcome everyone. This is episode 7 of the Boomtron Podcast, where we press play on Netflix Originals. I'm Diego. I'm joined by Damon and Amy. Everyone, say hello to our fans. Why, why, why do you always yell? Like You're always yelling. I, I gotta get the energy going, man, because you guys are old, so I feel like if I don't get the energy going from the beginning, then you guys might fall asleep on me, so I gotta get the energy going. That is I true. Like... I have been known to be like conked out on other podcasts, so I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> so I want to get everyone going. Welcome back. It's summer. We survived the hurricanes, the weather. We're here. And yeah. listen, I don't know about you guys, but th- these last two weeks or whatever have been a lot of Netflixing. There's a lot to watch. I, I, I couldn't even catch like anywhere close to what I felt like I wanted to watch. I agree. I did so not conquer my list of things that I planned on watching this time. I feel like the end of July, they were Netflix was like, boom, here's everything we got. And it was a lot. It was a lot. Yeah. I would I would definitely agree with that. And there's there's a lot more that I want to watch. I mean, the fact that I didn't even get the Sugar Rush, which is one of my favorite shows, is hurtful. It's hurtful. <laughs> and I mean, I, I didn't get to... I, I think that we were actually talking a little bit beforehand. Seriously Single, I think, was the movie I was chatting about. Okay. That might be on the list for next time. Okay. Yeah, I mean, there were so many shows that I wanted to watch, but I couldn't... I just didn't have time. There's not enough time. There's not. So, I mean, we're going to pick the ones, you know, that we all, you know, kind of watch together, even though I didn't even watch one. I didn't watch the biggest <laughs> Netflix show that came out. It's horrible. But shocker. Yeah, shocker. We're going to start with a little bit of news. So I think, you know, in the vein of trying to, you know, be relevant, <laughs> I guess would be a good way to put it. We're going to talk about a little news. I think going forward, each one of us is going to bring a news item to the table. But, but since, you know, these other people didn't decide to bring anything to the table, we'll start with the big one. This, I guess that was this this week, actually. So Tendo, and, and again, if I, I'm sorry if I messed this person's name up, but Tendo Nagenda, who is the head of production over at Netflix, you know, he kind of went out there and says that they want to create some sort of broad appeal adventure movie franchise. And he used in the vein of Star Wars or Harry Potter type series. <laughs> now, that's interesting. You now, seem offended by that. Use. Are you offended by that? Or oh, my you... goodness. I'm excited by that. By you know, oh, okay. Crazy excited. You know, something that's appealing. So I loved Star Wars growing up. I'm not on the bandwagon of the new ones. I'm just not. But Harry Potter is my jam, right? For me, that was, and again, maybe Amy, we were, I was at the store, you know, when the first one came out, waiting for it to come out as a book, right? Because that's the age we were. So, I mean, Diego, what, you were, I don't even know how old you were. I was in high school, I think. I think I was in high school at that time. Yeah, and you probably weren't about that, but. I think it was, that, man. What are you trying you? to say? I couldn't read? I can't read, man? Come on. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe I love fantasy, man. Harry Potter, Harry Potter was, uh, man, I think Harry Potter was one of the few chapter books I really enjoyed during high school, actually. Because... Chapter books? What do you mean well, chapter yeah, books? Like real long books. He means books. it's not a picture book where yeah, he actually not, had to read like the words book. and there were no pictures. Yeah, but yeah, that's wouldn't... not a chapter book. Like, There's no chapters in Harry Potter? Yeah, but that's not what the term means. Uh, you know what? I'm just going to let you slide on that. You're a young kid. You don't understand. <laughs> anyway, um, Damon, let me ask you a question. Sure. Are they looking for something that's already written? Or are they looking to write and create Ooh. and produce their own? 
I, you know, that's the thing. They want to, it says they want to create. So okay. what that actually means, uh, that could be up in the air. So, you know, create or purchase, you know, because again, when you think about it, when you take something, you still have to turn it in. Like, even if you take a book, you still got to turn it into something of, you know, a, a series. It's going to take a little bit of work. So Absolutely. I still think that's work. You know, there's a lot of things that, Again, being in fantasy, there's a lot of things like I think some of Robin Hobbs books would make absolutely phenomenal series. And I think that would be great. But is there anything else that you guys can think off of the top of your head that like would would fit that bill? Not, yeah, not see, that I think I mean, you're spot. talking when you're saying when when you open up by saying Star Wars or Harry Potter, mm-hmm. it's really hard to think of anything that's going to be even in the same category with the two of those. I mean, those are very big franchises. I mean, there are, but you know, again, while a lot of people don't necessarily love the author, what would be kind of cool for me is a Piers Anthony Xanth sort of movie franchise. Like that would be awesome. But the problem is I think sometimes you, you deal with is, you know, if the author doesn't necessarily appeal to people, it, it can be a hard sell. But I think Xanth would be pretty cool as well. I mean, that's just me, like I said, or something Robin Hobb wise, but I don't know if Robin Hobb stuff is necessarily that broad appeal in terms of, you know, age, what they're looking for, because they're looking for something, I think that, you know, Harry Potter, young kids, middle aged kids, you know, middle teenagers, you know, older, everything kind of works for Harry Potter and Star Wars. So I think that's where it becomes a little bit harder. Right, hmm. right. That's interesting. I'll be interested to see where that news goes because yeah. I would be on board with that. I've been happy with the things that they've created so far. So Yeah, and maybe next time you guys will actually have some news items. I mean, oh, maybe. Okay. Well, next All time right. you won't spring it up like five minutes before we go on exactly. air. Exactly. <laughs> that is Either true. One. Either one. Balance. Hey, guys, right? Balance. I have a secret idea I haven't told you about. Let's do it today. <laughs> wait. Are you prepared? I, wait, listen. <laughs> I, I could go back to my text that, that were dated at least 24 hours ago. I mean, I'm oh, just saying. I'm so oh. sorry. 24 hours. <laughs> So, but, so we're going to, like I said, we're going to start with our regular spoiler free action, but we, you know, we always have to talk a little bit before the show starts. And, you know, I think that might be a little bit more expanded going forward. And then we're going to stick probably to three shows after this episode, of course, that we're going to talk about in depth. And I think that will be interesting. So it's going to give us a little bit of a taste to, you know, kind of semi talk something in depth. Spoiler free will be kind of interesting, I think. Absolutely. So, so which down. one are we going to? Are we going to start with something that Amy didn't watch? Or are we going to start with something Amy did watch for our beginning discussion? Ooh, Amy, what do you got? Why don't you start, Amy? Let's see, let's see what you got on your list. And All right. we'll go from there. Okay. So I'll tell you, I took a note from our episode 6.5. And my little guy and I sat down and we watched The Dragon Prince. And I have to tell you that I... Actually, at one point, turned to him and said, "I'm so sorry, we haven't watched this before." We <laughs> thank goodness that Damon told me about it. He's awesome. <laughs> completely I get missed the boat on that one. It was so good visually. I told you. It was gorgeous to watch. I loved watching the story unfold. We found that we were rooting for the heroes almost harder than we usually do. Um, there was nothing not to love about that show. I so told you. I'm, good. I'm all caught up now with the Dragon Prince. I am on board. I am Diego, a fan. have you watched? That's another show watched. that would be like totally Diego, right? Yes, absolutely. Yeah, totally. Absolutely. Totally. 
I'll, well, put and it's real, interesting. I'll put it on my real list. Yeah, it's put it on your real list. <laughs> it's interesting that you say that, though, because I think either my daughter or my husband came in the room and saw us watching it and said, this doesn't look like your kind of show to me. Because, again, we've, we talked about just visually the types of animated shows that I tend to watch and enjoy. And visually, this isn't that kind of show, which... Perhaps I need to broaden my horizons because I I absolutely love this one. It, it's funny that you mentioned that because I think I felt the exact same way about the Transformer series. You know, it's not necessarily something that I like in terms of animation, but it really did work. Okay. It did. Do you want to re- jump into Transformers? I, I do. I do because <laughs> it was just, it was so good. I haven't found a Transformer since like... Gen 1 that really appealed to me. And I, I kind of felt like this was going to be the same thing. I was like, oh, this is just going to be another one of those shows where either it's done so, you know, it's just not for me. But I was sucked in immediately. Immediately. We had everything that you want out of a Transformer shows. I think people seem to forget that for Transformers and G.I. Joe, a lot of these things were actually built around the toy line. So getting to see a ton of different characters... To, which again in turn sold more toys was o- always a win and it's something that I kind of looked for in terms of the show like when they introduced a new transformer or you know something like that it was phenomenal now from jump I felt like there was a lot of people right there was a lot of people and then even seeing some of the you know destroyed you know people on Cybertron you just realize that this world w- was was still pretty big and still a lot of different transformers and again while the animation wasn't what i would normally say would appeal to me it worked i liked the animation i felt like yeah. it w- it was different from what i'm used to as well but the yeah. detail like the scratches on the metal or the <laughs> it's funny that you say that cuz that definitely is something i noticed as well so I thought it was pretty cool. I like the backstory, like where you get the Civil War, where the Decepticons were like created to be gladiators or slaves or whatever. Yeah. And I thought just I'm always big when you get the backstory. I talked about it with Carmen San Diego when you get like a different backstory or something did, you didn't pick up when you were a kid. And now didn't you're it make you almost it. like the Decepticons a little bit? You almost understood why they were fighting, and 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 yeah. almost at the beginning, like the way Megatron's talking, you're kind of like. Hmm. Yeah, Optimus Prime's gonna jerk, right? That's kind of yeah, what yeah. I feel like. like. Kinda, you kind of have like you kind of hesitate to root a little bit for the Autobots and Optimus, yep. and you know, all. The, I don't know if it's because I'm, you know, saturated with the Transformer movies or whatever, where they make Optimus seem like this unstoppable, unbeatable force. But in in this show, it almost like he had some weaknesses, and I kind of yeah. like that about Optimus in this one. Yeah, I would say that was definitely... So I, I enjoyed it. I enjoyed it, and I, I'm looking forward to part two of that. I am, and that would be, again... So I know you don't want to do thumbs up anymore, but we have to give people some understanding of what we feel. I give like. this a binge-worthy... It was binge-worthy to me. How about uh, that? That's, that's, your, that's your new... What, what is your new um, I don't, scale I, I like, here? I like binge-worthy or just skip it for right now. I don't know what the in-between is going to be if I'm just going to say day-to-day, but... <laughs> I would say it was binge-worthy for me you, as well. You got on me about, you know, cutting my my thumbs into eighths and fourths yeah. and thirds, so I, I didn't want to do the math anymore about it. <laughs> gotcha. It's binge-worthy for me as well. No, definitely binge-worthy. And I, I would say it. Dragon Prince is, is 100% binge-worthy oh, as well. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Now, interestingly, again, going back to that visual thing, one of the other shows that I watched was Dragon's Rescue Riders, and it was a movie, and I had mentioned that this was one of my favorite kids' series. This was a musical, uh, which I wasn't oh, quite prepared for. hate musicals. Yeah, so you might not want to watch it. But 
it was actually very well done for a musical. They all wound up, oh, well, I'm not giving any spoilers, but there's a lot of music in it. As we were watching, I kept turning to my son and saying, I know that voice. I know the voice, the voice of the villain. Every time she would sing, I was like, oh my God, that's amazing. And then I suddenly realized that it's Renee Elise Goldsberry who plays Angelica in Hamilton. And I was like, oh, that's how I know this. Um, I thought it was great. I was a little surprised they didn't get to like the lesson. In animated shows, there's always a lesson, or at least in the ones that I watch. And we figured out what the lesson was right off the bat. And it just kind of felt like it took them a really long time for the dragons to figure out what the lesson was. But we really did enjoy it. I, I'm pretty sure that the music might turn some people off, but I really thought it was a plus, even for people who are not music lovers or who don't like a musical episode and I've said before that sometimes when I'm watching things and they have like those musical interludes it's it's a no thank you for me but here it was the premise of it and I thought it worked well so this was a really cute movie um that I enjoyed watching with my nine-year-old this is a good one what was it for you I was it you know half a thumb up uh, you know half a binge worthy can we go (laughs) half a binge worthy (laughs) it was a thumb up it was definitely a thumb up there's no doubt in my mind that it was a thumb up okay and then, wait, are we talking about how to sell drugs online fast now or later? Is that a now one? We can absolutely talk about it now um, because it is one of the shows that I that I did watch uh, yeah. that and I we'll hadn't do, watched we'll, before. We'll do it spoiler free, I guess. Sure. That's fine with sure. me. Yeah. So I'll tell you, you kept saying that you thought I would love this show. Yeah, Dana, and you kept you on said, saying, no, I don't like shows about drugs. I, it's true. I, I've had <laughs> everyone kept telling me. You've got I said it's not Breaking Bad. <laughs> But that, but I didn't recognize that. And that's what everyone kept telling me. You're going to love Breaking Bad. You're going to love this one, that one. And then I tried them and I don't like them. So simply by the title alone, I was pretty sure I wasn't going to like it. But then you kind of hammered home You know this is based on a true story too, right? No, get out of here. Yeah. Huh. I did not know that. So hey, ho- homework. I, I was, my homework was watching this show. Okay. I was trying to make you happy. I was surprised by how much I really enjoyed it. I was not expecting to like, even when I have I steered you wrong yet. That's the big question. Yes. Um, I feel no, not like you, you, Diego. Have. Yeah, I'll give you you, but I don't know about Amy. <laughs> I'm just going to go back to the wrong Missy. But anyway, I, oh, I that feel, wasn't bad, though. Go ahead. I do love a good teen show. Mm-hmm. And this one, again, it, it was a it was a show about teens in another country, which I always find interesting because I always think to myself, is this what it's like to be a teen in other countries? Does this stuff happen in the United States? Like I always wonder, like if this is how much reality there is to it. It's not a reality show, but well, apparently it is. Apparently, it's based on a true story. But I really enjoyed it. I felt like it. It's. A solid show about all of the things that teenagers have to deal with. Their parent divorces, boyfriends and girlfriends, changing thoughts about who you are, who you want to be, worries about school. I just, I thought it was great. I thought it was well cast. I felt that the boy who played mm-hmm. Moritz was so He's awesome, right? good at Lovable looking. loser. Right. And he was so good at being uncomfortable in his own skin <laughs> yes. that I was uncomfortable for like every time I would watch him I'm like Ugh. like he was so, so good at being cringy I just I thought it was I, a great show I did too and what was interesting I felt like I mean his girlfriend was pretty cool and I just was like man they really were together but it seems like they were together for so long and that's kind of how it worked so Again, for all the people that don't know, it was based on a true story, which is a little bit darker, but it's so funny how he, this dude, so it was this dude, Maximilian S., and um, he created this online shop, 
And same sort of situation. But he got caught by not having the correct postage on one of his packages. Uh-huh. So it got instead instead of it getting returned to sender, right, it sat until it was opened. They found there were drugs inside. And then they kind of cased it out uh, until they found him. And I feel like that makes so much sense. Because yeah. I can absolutely see this character getting caught by not having the right postage on it. Like yeah, that, right. <laughs> that it's just, like I said, he's just so cringeworthy and so... You're watching so, it, and I keep thinking to myself, how is this kid so, so getting away know something with all of this? Even funnier, though. So he went to jail, right? So it, was, it was a minor, though. So he went to jail. And what was crazy is, is that after he heard that his story was being turned into a Netflix show, he just showed up on set one day. Huh. <laughs> and they were like, no, that's not you. He's like, dude, this is me. And that was funny, right? Oh, my gosh. Yeah, I, I really did enjoy the show. I thought it was cast well. And like you said, it was always very interesting to kind of see how they live in Germany. Yeah. Right. I right. mean, and her family was obviously the, the girlfriend's family was obviously wealthy. So it was also kind of interesting to see their situation as well versus, you know, Moritz. Right. But I really, really enjoyed the show an awful lot. There was a lot of, you know, there was enough twists and turns to make it enjoyable and fun. I mean, you know, yeah. you, you kind of rooted for each one of the characters in their own way. Right. I agree with you. I, there was nobody in the show that I didn't feel for. It, even though the mother of the horse um, dude. Baba? Mom? Yeah. She yeah. was a little um, <laughs> She was a little Goonies. She reminded me of the lady yes. from Goonies. Yes. Yes. A hundred percent. That's a yeah. good one. That's a good one. Yeah. So, But I, I did, I did yeah. enjoy the whole show. That was another, another binge-worthy show. Another oh, one hundred percent. I watched because... I was a season behind when this uh, season two came out, and I watched both seasons pretty quickly because it was really good. Right. Yeah. Was, so twelve up ep- six episodes each season two is not bad. So that yeah, helped, but... I would I from my rating scale, I would give it a two thumbs up. Yeah, that's a two <laughs> thumbs up for me. But I thought it was good. Another one that I watched, um, the ones that I watched, I really liked. I tried one that I thought I was gonna love, and I have to admit, I was a little bit disappointed, and it was Norseman. I tried it. I might try yeah. it again. I've talked about how I love Viking shows. It was clearly meant to be a parody. And I think maybe I just wanted it to be funnier. Maybe I felt about Norsemen like you guys felt about Eurovision. Um, but I just, I, I wanted more from it. And I felt like it was trying to be a Monty Python movie, which might be showing my age. It just didn't quite hit the mark. And again, I might try it again. But this time it just... It just didn't do it for me. I, I didn't feel connected enough to yeah. any of the characters or the humor. There was just nothing in the story that was really drawing me in. I, I gave it 10 minutes and I was done. <laughs> okay, and I, I gave it two episodes. <laughs> and I don't know if it's because, you know, I, I've watched the show Vikings. Right. And I don't know if I'm just biased where I'm like, Vikings was so good. Exactly. And then I come to this and it's just like trying to be like that parody. And it's it just didn't it didn't hit. Right. It was not nothing but in those first ten minutes, I should be laughing. There was nothing in there. I was like, "Oh, this show's pretty funny." Nothing. Nothing. Right. Nothing. Exactly. Well, it opens up, and again, this isn't necessarily a spoiler, but it opens up, and they're they're on this boat, and they're clearly going somewhere, and there's a guy in the boat who's questioning the guy in charge, and I kept thinking, I think this is supposed to be a funny exchange, but I'm I'm not feeling it. I'm not finding anything really funny about it right now. So. That, that, 
even just the opening of it, I was like, uh, and there might be a target audience and I'm not it, but I kind of feel like I am because I will watch anything with Vikings in it. And I have no desire to really follow through with this one. So agreed. My last one that I watched, I think you watched too, Diego. Man, I'm not sure. Amy's going all in. She watched I, a lot of stuff. I did. I watched a lot. Was Animal Crackers. Did oh, either yeah. of you watch that? No, I wanted I to, it. but then I didn't. I watched it. It was well, okay. Yeah, that's how I felt. Like it was it was a good movie, but again, it kind of missed the mark. And I would think with the cast that it had that it would have been phenomenal. John Krasinski, Emily Blunt, Alec Baldwin, Danny DeVito, Sylvester Stallone, just to name a few. And I feel like because of the cast alone, that it should be like this phenomenal movie. And as I watched it, it was good. It was entertaining. My nine-year-old loved it. So I can say that, you know, from a nine-year-old perspective, he loved it. But I just... It just never really caught on with me. And I find that sometimes if if they don't catch me with an animated movie in the first 15, 20 minutes, they're not going to catch me at all. And I didn't really start to care until about halfway through the movie. But at that point, I hadn't cared for so long that I just continued not to care. I don't, I don't know how to say it differently than that. No, what did I you agree. think? I agree. It's just... It was slow or not entertaining that much. I just I don't know if it was the dialogue or the characters. It just it didn't feel I didn't make any kind of connections to the movie itself. And I just it was boring at at points and like I found it was myself dark, right? Like I, it was I, darker than I thought it would the be. The darkness doesn't bother me, but I just found at points where like I was looking more at my phone doing mm-hmm. other things than watching the actual movie. Yeah, I agree and with it, you. And it just it just it didn't hit for me. I agree. There were good parts in it, but it just didn't hit. It didn't right. hit at all. All right. Well, those are the ones that I watched. Those are the ones that I watched that we're not going to talk about and spoil later. So what uh, did you guys have? Damon, what do you got? I, I think that was probably it. I, I didn't do it. Like I said, I watched. I, I'm finishing up Big Mouth, but, you know, I mean, it's okay. I don't think there was anything else that I really got into because I don't know. I don't know. I didn't. I felt like I didn't have as much time these two weeks as I, I did before so i was slacking a little bit i'll right. be honest with you well i'll jump in then and I'll, I'll give it one we already talked about how to sell drugs online fast we already talked to transformers one show that i really loved was street food latin america i loved this show i loved everything about it not just because you know that's kind of where you know my family's from chile venezuela so you know i have a lot of roots down in south america but the food that I was seeing was so delicious, so good, so good that we already made our own homemade sausages, that we already made this one Brazilian dish called a fazuala. I don't know if I'm saying that right, but the food in it was to look delicious. Every episode, uh, you know, we, we would rank the, the countries to see which ones was our favorites. So very good show. We binge, you- we binge it. Did you find it harder to watch a show like that when you don't necessarily have as much access to food as we did in the past just because of the, you know, what's going on? Uh, no, I didn't because it just inspired me even more to okay. go out and like try to see what recipes we could recreate here at home. So, mm-hmm. and I think that was the fun of it. And I just saw uh another show that is street food. I think it's Asia. 
Okay. So I'm I'm interested now. We're gonna watch that to see if there's anything there that maybe we could recreate here at home as well. So definitely. now, are you normally suggestible like that when you watch shows? Like you watch this food show, you tried to recreate. Like you watched How to Sell Drugs Online fast. Did you try to then sell some drugs online? <laughs> or? Ooh, no. Whoa, 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 no paper trails, no paper trails, no paper trails. <laughs> no, they no, made that... they made a lot of money though. Listen, if I could sell food online like that, I would. <laughs> you know, my dad's empanadas are the best, so. They are very good. They are very good. I'm not going to lie about that. So, uh, no, really with food, every time we see something that we're like, that looks really good, we want to try that. And we will either go to the restaurant if we saw it at a restaurant or if we try to make it here at home and try to make our own, like, little twist to it. But Mm. we we enjoy food. We're foodies over here. Okay. Uh, Another food that we saw. Sorry, another food that we saw. (laughs) (laughs) Look at that. (laughs) Another show that we saw was Connected. It's a documentary, and it just breaks down like all the things around the world on planet Earth, or even space, that's connected to each other. Like how you know how we had that Saharan uh, sandstorm that was coming across and was like coming here to the U.S. Yeah, that is actually connected to the Amazon rainforest, and every year the rainforest loses like twenty thousand. Or twenty thousand tons or pounds or whatever of like fertile soil, and they're and they get that twenty thousand ton or whatever it is from the Sahara Desert from like dried up lakes, and it brings up all like the sediment and stuff to fertilize the rainforest. That seems like homework to me. That's nah, a homework show. There are a lot of mind blowing facts. That that what they talked about Benford's law of numbers. It was homework. It was cool. Homework it was show. Cool. Listen, just because you don't like to be educated, Damon. Exactly. I've gotten all my education I, in that I need I to like get I like learning new facts, man. I like learning little nuances, things that I didn't know before. I mean, it was it was very interesting show. I mean, there's six episodes. I think episode four where they talk about how numbers are connected and data. I thought that was my favorite one. But very good. Very, very good. Right. And the last. Uh, well, you the, got more? Yeah, I got more, man. More. I saw a Larva Island movie. I hated it, but the only oh, reason see? I really? no, but the, uh, no, but the only reason I hated it was because there was a recap. Like all it did was just show previous episodes, pretty much. So I hated that. Like I already seen this. I thought it was going to be something new, and it wasn't. So that was that was a major major bummer. You and were so looking. Forward I was, to that. and so was Lincoln. Lincoln didn't even like it, and he uh-huh. loved Larva Island. But I loved mm. the show, but the movie was terrible. And then the last show was Love on the Spectrum. Which was okay. just interesting to see, like, you know, that point of view, that perspective, and just how, like, you know, all humans pretty much, like, they desire and they just want to have love and share it with other people. And it was pretty cool to see that. Okay. So all that's right. all I got. In you guys of put I in work, man. I, I definitely, I definitely slack this time. I'm going to have to Some get of my us game take up. the podcast seriously. Wow. Some of us don't. <laughs> so, so, what I'm going to tell you is, is that the reason I didn't have all this time is that. I was in the midst of putting my home theater together and they ran into some issues, which ate up a fair amount of my time, unfortunately. That sounds like excuses to me, but okay. Yeah, yeah, it does. But in theory, once I'm done, then I'll just be even more Netflix. I don't know even what good word to use, but I'll be able to really delve in with, you know, full surround sound netflix we're gonna hold you we're gonna hold you to that now yeah don't don't come next episode and say you didn't watch a lot i will take off of work if i have to i will just (laughs) (laughs) you know again let's let's be honest you guys still aren't back to school yet that's i'm just gonna leave it at that i'll just leave it at that well now august hits so now we gotta start kind of prepping and stuff so maybe maybe you'll get back on our level or something or we'll get back down to your level 
That's probably more likely to back yeah. down to my level. That seems about right. All right. Are we ready for Spoilerville? I we think are. so. One. 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 All right, everyone. So if you don't want to hear any spoilers for Kissing Booth 2, Cursed, Get Even, or The Umbrella Academy Season 2, make sure you fast forward to the one hour and about five minute mark for shows that you may have missed that are a little older on Netflix and for the one hour and eight minute mark for shows that are coming up new on Netflix. Spoilerville coming up. All right, Damon, let's see if you actually did your homework then for Spoilerville. What do you want to start with first? <sighs> Kissing Booth 2 was in my feelings, so I say we just get it out of the way. All right. Good feelings, bad feelings, what? No, I was mad. I was mad oh. at a lot of things that happened. I, really? So I, I liked it, but I was I was definitely mad at some of the things that, that happened in the movie in terms of who did what and, and, and all that sort of stuff. I don't know. What, overall, though, I enjoyed it. What, what did you guys at least feel about the movie? I enjoyed it. I thought it was a good movie. I, I, I took it for what it was. It was a teen movie. <laughs> so, so you want to know what's so funny, though, is that I actually thought that this was... When I was like, oh, yeah, we're watching this. You know that photo booth movie? No. no. What? When we first met, you never saw that? No. Nope. Stop. Oh, no. These guys. <laughs> Again, talk about slackers. But anyway, I thought it was like when we first met part two because again just my my brain just didn't match them both up together so i was a little surprised and i was like oh i have to remember this i saw the first one but it took me a little bit to actually kind of remember what was going on i don't know i think that everyone was grimy that's just all i'm gonna say (laughs) wow like like noah didn't cheat but that's still grimy like i said he was still grimy and i was mad at the end because they were still together like he was still grimy how was noah grimy if he didn't cheat though because I just felt like, well, he lied to her about who we went to the to the concert with, okay. right? Okay. All right. Okay. The other thing is too, right? So that e- that earrings in there, like, yeah, I get it was her that stayed in his room, but for real, no one said anything. And if nobody said anything, like, it, why were they so comfortable that she could stay in his room? You know, like, they, like I don't, uh, man, nah, nah. You don't have a BFF, I, Damon. They were not BFF. that's a girl. They were BFFs, man. That's nah, dude, again, it was it was just too, it was just a little too grimy, man. Like I said, that the whole earring situation, while it panned out to be nothing, and then on the other end, we got L who kissing Marco and and maybe led Marco on a little bit. I thought she was grimy too. Yeah, that was a grimy, hard one for man. me because I I watched that and I kept trying to think to myself like, is she leading him on? Is she not? And then I don't every think now she and then thought she, she was. Of, right, exactly. Like every now and then she'd like give him a certain smile. But then she like, kissed oh, him. Yeah, right. But then well, she kissed him. So well, at that point, grimy. yes, obviously. But I meant in the leading <laughs> up to part. And, and the, you know what? Again, her and and Lee, Ellen Lee together. Like, I, I want to get it, but then I don't because Lee just crapped on his girlfriend to be with Elle all the time. And yeah, like my whole thing is like, okay, so you're just friends. Yeah, but. And I thought, like, she's the one that got the worst of it. Dude, when she shows up as a marshmallow, I'm like, oh, oh you're beat. You're beat. Did you not tell her? Yeah, you're beat. Yeah. That I said was, the same I, thing at that point. Yeah. Here's my here's my thought. And I agree with you. They all were making mistakes. But you, you have to remember, they were also all teenagers. And that's yes. what I thought was good about it. Because it's a real 
situation. I have a girl who's going to be a sophomore in college. And last year when she was going to college, her friends were all dealing with this. You know, I have a boyfriend. Do we break up? Do we stay together? We're not going to the same schools. All of those insecurities and problems that arise with long distance relationships and how hard it is to continue that level of conversation that you've been having when you're away from each other. And then there's the social media angle and making assumptions so, about what you see. It, it uh, just, to me, it, it, it played very true real. to the experience yeah. of kids at that age who were dealing with all – if you remember back to being a senior in high school and then there you were those kids that, that went off – I had the right. same girlfriend from eighth grade until like I was out of college. So, all right. Well, a lot grimy. of kids, but, but just even that idea. Nah, like, I wasn't grimy. That was the whole point. <laughs> As a senior, you you feel like you're the oldest kid in the school, but then there are the kids who went to college, and they suddenly seem like adults. So, but the truth is, then the next year you're one of those kids, and you're struggling with all that stuff too. Like it's not an easy time. But and it's here's hard the thing. To, what is L like? L has obviously a crap ton in common with Marco, right? Yes. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Okay. What, what does she have in common with Noah? Right. No, I agree. I'm not saying mm. that that's opposites in attract. Fact, my Damon. daughter, when it was over, I watched it with my 19 year old daughter, and when it was over, she was like, "Well, that's disappointing." And yeah, I said, exactly. "What's disappointing?" And she's like, "She wound up with Noah." And I said, "Right." But I there's going to the be a thing. kissing booth three, though, isn't there? Yeah, there is. But renewed. the trailer, I watched the trailer, and the trailer is apparently, and I read a little bit about it. Oh, there's some news. I guess I did some homework. Um, I read a little <laughs> bit about kissing booth three, and they're saying that it's going to be L has now gotten accepted to UC Berkeley and Harvard. She hasn't told anybody that she's gotten accepted to both, and she spends the movie trying to decide which one. And she's that's, I think, but we already my, know that though. That's at the end. I know, but that's, that's also my. The trailer. Uh, I feel like that's my biggest gripe with Elle is just she has such a hard time telling the truth, <laughs> right? Like, or just telling people like what's going on, and then it just spirals out of control. Right, I would agree with that. Yeah, I, I, again, like, so I did enjoy the movie, and I will give you the whole. It was pretty realistic in terms of what could happen in high school but i just felt like everyone was grimy man i just felt like everyone was grimy i didn't like it i didn't like the fact that like and then i felt bad for lee like he's just straight up just chumped because he's trying to be best friends with l but then he's like totally dissing his girlfriend like he played that wrong he played that wrong he He definitely played it long wrong but again that's so true think of how many kids in high school suddenly get a girlfriend and then struggle with, do I hang out with my girlfriend? Do but, I hang out with okay, my friends? Okay, but, he, but here's the difference though. Tell me uh, people that you know that had that when their best friend was of the opposite sex. That's where right. like it became a little nah, unrealistic. I agree but not, with not, that. Even, not even unrealistic. I don't want to say that because I'm sure it does happen. It just was like, ah, uh, dude, like do you, you know what I felt like the whole time? Does Lee really have no feelings for Elle outside of friendship? Because yeah. like you're doing everything for her and then you have a girlfriend like i don't know you're talking so so hormones aren't superseding friendship yeah at that age ooh we want to be about realistic i don't i don't know about that well i did like how they ended it at least i didn't like how they ended it but i liked how i liked the last time that we see marco 
is at graduation and one of the people said, come on, man, she's not worth it. And Marco goes, yeah, she is. So which makes me think that Marco will have a reoccurrence in Kissing Booth. I liked him the best. I thought he was the least grimy of everybody. He was just straight up legit with everything he said. Like He was was like, I don't want to do the Kissing Booth because of this. And I don't want to do that. And then like, yeah, he, he he was the man. I agree. I agree. <laughs> that was funny though when she was talking about him over the intercom. I <laughs> yes, <laughs> that was funny. But then again, Lee goes running to take detention for that. Mm, I don't know. I don't I think don't he goes know. running to take detention. He goes running to stop her. What? Well, which he knows is going to be detention. That's what yeah. I'm saying. Like, come on, what man. they That's really friendship, man. Friendship. That's what friends do for each other, man. Stop. They didn't you seem like friend. they were big strangers friend, to detention. <laughs> you need a friend, Damon. I think that's what it I, is. I don't know in high school if I'm running into the office, busting open the door to stop someone from talking on it. I'll tell you what. I'll tell friend. you what. I had, I had my friends since I was in second grade. And in high school, if one of them was accidentally saying something into the microphone, I 100% would have booked down to the office to stop them. See, ride or die check right there. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Oh, so boy. I think we all agree, though. We all enjoyed Kissing Booth. We'll see yeah, Kissing Booth Yeah, it was one, one thumbs up for me. Because right. the, the, the story wasn't compelling enough for me to more than one thumbs up it. I mean, I gave, I think, the first one a thumbs up, too. It was yeah. okay. It wasn't, you know, mind-blowing, but it was enjoyable. It was yep. cute. It was cute. It was cute. It was yeah. cute. All right. What do you got next, Amy? Why don't you pick the next one? So let's save Umbrella Academy and let's talk about Cursed. Oh, Damon's favorite. (laughs) I I just didn't like it. I just didn't like, you know, and it's funny because the reasons I didn't like, first of all, I did not like the acting. I thought it was terrible. Um, I thought the the actual scenery was just too green. (laughs) Like, I don't even know how else to put it. Like, you're talking about this, this, you know, Faye, Arthur sort of, you know, realm it was like it was overdone. Like the contrast was up too high. Like someone turned the green meter all the way to the top. And then <laughs> it, it just, you know, again, they were going for magic and it just went bad for me. And then the makeup of like the fairies and the other people, terrible, man, terrible. Can't watch something like that. I, I just, I, I didn't like it at all. all right. So you didn't like and the see, production or the story itself? Both. Okay. See, I, I, I was yeah, willing to let the production go and it, it didn't bother me as much. There was one scene where, and I can't remember it exactly, but somebody was like hanging over maybe a waterfall and they were holding onto their hand and they let them go and they fell. And I was like, oh, that looks terrible. Other than that, I don't remember being particularly offended by anything that I was seeing. <laughs> I was offended. <laughs> I really feel like you were. I it's like, like they came and slapped me. You, you know why? Because they were like, oh, here's a show you're going to love. Smack. No, you're going to hate it. <laughs> <laughs> the audacity. Yeah, yeah, I enjoyed I it. Like. I, I wouldn't say that I loved it. And I know that I say I loved it about a lot of the stuff that I watch. I, I no. guess I'm pretty easy to entertain. I enjoyed this one. I love the Arthur Merlin story. And I really enjoyed how it was just a different take on it. Merlin liked- was interesting. I'll give you that. That that could have been the, the, the one thing I would Merlin, say. I loved Merlin. Yeah. Yeah, oh, I love, I, so I love I the love, actor, Gustav Skarsgård. Yeah, right? he's one of the Skarsgård brothers. I would watch him in anything. He plays Floki and Vikings, and he was actually the main reason that I was even interested in this. I, 
when I heard about it, when you guys, I think, told me about it, I wanted to watch it because I love the Arthur story. Then when I started watching, and there we, there he was on the screen, I was like, oh, I'm totally in. So I, I thought that was great. I'm not even sure that you can cast him in a modern role now because he always <laughs> plays somebody from way back. I could see him playing like the Joker. He's, he's good. Oh, I like he could totally play the Joker. Yeah. yeah. I could see that. I just, I thought it was good. I thought, I thought the, I had no issues with the acting. I, I, interestingly, I found that I was more interested. I'm glad that you like terrible acting. That's good to know. <laughs> I was more interested in all of the other characters than I was in Nimue, who's the main character. So oh, maybe that's terrible. the failing of the show. I, I was fascinated with the idea of Morgana. That just in Arthurian legend, she's Morgan Le Fay, she's Morgana, and she's usually a fairy, but here she's a human, she's good, she's evil, she's everything all at once in all the different tellings, and here she's kind of all of those things. I loved that character, I loved that the nun that left and then was hunting Nimue down, I loved the backstory of Merlin and her and Nimue's mother. I loved just going into the different fae villages. I, I just, I really enjoyed it. An interesting thing, though, was there were parts when I was watching it, because right before I watched Cursed, I had watched The Dragon Prince. And so as I'm watching, when I was thinking about it later, I kept getting things, like, lost in my head, because I was thinking about how in The Dragon Prince, they're going to the fairy, or the magic lands. Mm-hmm. And then in Cursed, they're trying to get to where the fae are, and I kept saying, wait, did they meet a dragon? No, wait, no, that was the other show. <laughs> uh, so there were parts of it in my brain that kind of crisscrossed. But I, I thought this was very enjoyable. I, I enjoyed it, and I'm looking forward to it. I loved, ooh, I loved at the end the twist that they gave us with the introduction of who Lancelot is. I thought yes. that was a great twist at the end. So I I was in. I was in. This definitely had a thumbs up for me. It was binge-worthy. And I, I agree with that last part. I agree with that last part about, you know, the weeping monk being Lancelot, uh, Squirrel being Percival. Yeah. That whole Arthurian part of the story I loved. But I yeah, also they kept with, dropping it in a piece yeah, at a time. But I also agree with Damon that for me, not necessarily the, the environment or the background or the setting or whatever. For me, it was the acting. And I don't know if they did this on purpose where... You know, you have Catherine Langford, she's doing with this one swords fight in the in like a lake or a waterfall, whatever, and it just looks very clumsy. And I don't know if that was on purpose to make it show like she's just, you know, like a, a novice with the sword. Uh, with but she had the sword of power so she could fight, but it just looks sloppy. It didn't look clean. So I it didn't look like a clean overall show in terms of the action or the acting at some points, but I liked it. I want to see where it goes from season two, but right. if season two, if I keep seeing the same thing, it's going to be one of those where like, am I going to keep, am I going to give it another chance? But okay, I like the whole Arthur setting though, for like, in terms of that. So that kind of what hooked me in as well. I'm going to say this about the sword fight in the water. And it's just that I feel like sometimes when I watch these movies set back in old times when they're doing these sword fights, they're too pretty. They're too choreographed. Those things, if you've ever picked up one of those swords from like the 1200s, they are heavy. There's no way that sword fighting wasn't clumsy. That it wasn't, you know, just hefted up and swing it around as opposed to these Have really Have you ever watched fancy... Night Fights? No. Is that like where they're in the ring? Yeah. <laughs> I've seen pieces of that. 
Okay, so if you, I would agree with Amy. If you watch that, like, well, go watch Night Fights. I mean, that's the that's real people, right, in armor with blunted swords. Okay. It's yeah, it's not pretty. Right. Yeah. <laughs> and they're like, and and after like thirty seconds, they're all on the ground, like. <gasps> <laughs> but I want it to be pretty in my show. If it's all real right. life, then we'll talk. But I want it to be pretty. All right. Because well, we'll remember, talk- it's, so here's the other thing, Amy. If we're talking about magic, right? Who's to say that swords aren't lighter? Yeah, that's true. Mm. That's true. Mm. I, I'm, not gonna, I'm not going <laughs> to say you're wrong. I'm not going to say you're wrong. But a lighter sword doesn't necessarily mean a prettier sword fight. It's still Ooh, I don't know about that. Watch fencing versus watching... Like, well, fencing is a super lighter sword. Watch a Jedi wield a yeah. lightsaber. <laughs> oh, right? okay. Okay. Well, okay. there's going to be the new show, right? The new show on Netflix, which is going to have awesome swords. We don't know what it is yet, right? Because Harry <laughs> Potter. It's going to be a mix between Harry Potter and... and it's going to be a lightsaber wand. Harry Wars. What if it was Harry Wars? There we go. Just a, a bunch of Aries. Just a bunch of Aries. It just sounds awful. <laughs> yeah, that is true. So let's talk about Get Even. All right. Oh, yeah. Let's talk about Get Even. So Amy Amy did her homework here. So tell I us, Amy. I did some homework. So Get Even's based on this book series by Gretchen McNeil. And she even says, well, what she said is that it was an homage to her two favorite things, which were murder mysteries and the movies of John Hughes. And then she took it a step further and she called it The Breakfast Club with a body count. And mm. I would agree with that 100%. I, I feel like, and I read this a lot, and I'm glad that I read about it after I watched it because then I felt like I was kind of on target. Everything I read and everything that I felt is that it's really a mix of Pretty Little Liars, if any of you saw that, no. and The Breakfast Club. And that is the best way that I can describe it. Pretty Little Liars, this story, it's this group of girls who are in on... Some stuff that they shouldn't be in on, you know, in, in Pretty Little Liars, it, it kind of snowballs. But in, in Get Even, it's this group of girls, and they don't even tell you until a couple episodes in how they all got together. But they decide that they're going, they're from all different walks. So they're, that's where that breakfast club piece comes in. They meet in detention. They're from all different cliques within but, the school. But don't you feel like Breakfast Club, like, they came together a little bit more realistic than they did here that was my only knock oh, on the 100%, show I, yeah 100%. i like this show but i just the way they came together was just a little iffy for me well but they I, yeah. they literally said these girls who've never spoken to each other before and are in very different groups suddenly said somebody should do something about this well yes they should and then they all agree that they're <laughs> gonna be part of this club like that there's no way there's yeah. no way it took me uh, until episode three to really get into it episode one episode two I didn't it was feel backstory like there was, and it was boring. Right, right. And I didn't feel like I cared about anybody. It wasn't until season three, or sorry, episode three, when we finally have a murder, then I started to care. And uh, I felt that it did a nice job, even though these groups were so different. It was one of the teen shows that I've watched where I didn't feel like the groups were parodies of the groups. Like, remember when we talked about Control-Z? Yeah. I mm-hmm. said the groups were so completely different. I didn't feel that way in this one. I felt it was a little bit more well, realistic. Because it's at a private school, so everyone's semi on the same level. Yeah, that's true. Right? That's I mean, that, that was that was one thing that you kind of saw, that like everyone's kind of at the same level. I really enjoyed it. It felt, again, I'm not a Pretty Little Liars. It felt like a CW show, yes. but a little better. Yeah, I would right? agree so with that. It, it felt like a Nancy Drew mixed with like a 
you know, the darker Nancy Drew was kind of what it felt like for me. I, I really did like it. I thought that I had a hard time in the kind of differentiating everybody in the beginning in terms of who they were and kind of what they were doing and what group they were part of. Uh-huh. Because it seemed like people crossed over into different groups a little bit more than maybe would be realistic. But again, this is a private, you know, high-end school, so things could be a lot different. I liked it a lot, and I think, you know, again, the first two episodes were a little bit iffy, but it got me to the point where I definitely wanted to watch it. There was enough of a twist. I mean, I don't think it was a huge twist. I did not think it was a huge twist. But there was enough of a twist that I was like, okay. Right. They did a good job of trying to lead you in different directions of who you thought the actual killer was, which I enjoyed because it kept me guessing on, wait, could it be this person? Could it be this person? Could it be this person? Yeah. I like that part of it. Yeah, yeah. I didn't call – like I, I didn't pick up on who it was until they wanted me to. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. it wasn't like throughout it I was like, oh my God, it's this guy. When are they going to figure it out? When are they going to figure it out? It wasn't until she was in the car and then I was like, oh, okay. Yeah, it's this guy. <laughs> Right. Well, when she sees the card, you're like, okay, that right. makes sense. Exactly. Like, it did make sense then, but I I, I didn't, I wasn't I, on I to thought, them the yeah. whole time. I thought they definitely fleshed people out well. While, like I said, I had a hard time sometimes figuring out what group they were part of. I, I felt like each one was a real character and fleshed out enough that I was like, oh, I kind of see what's happening. I felt bad for for the, the girl that died, though. I liked her oh, as a character. Oh, Mika. Yeah, Mika. me too. Yeah. Me too. I was surprised that, that they killed her off. Yeah. I could see her. I could see even her becoming part of the group at some point. So, in your homework, is are they looking to another season for this, or is this a one and done? Do you not happen? To I haven't know? seen anything about that right now. Okay. Right, most of what they're just saying is they're telling us about the kind of the origin of it based on the books, but there there's more to the books. So, okay, it, that that door is definitely open. Gotcha. That door is open, and I would watch it. I would definitely watch it, and I would hope again, even though it, I didn't. I started to care about the characters by episode three. I never really felt a huge connection to them. Not I like the hope, society. Yeah, yeah. I would hope that in, in season two that they would make me care a little bit more. And I think you would have basically, because we're going to get, if we do get season two, we'll get the same characters back, maybe solving another mystery. Yeah, that would be my guess. Yeah. Or, or getting even for something Scooby-Doo. else. Scooby-Doo. The Scooby-Doo <laughs> genre, man. The yeah. Scooby-Doo genre. Darn kids always trying to solve a murder mystery. Yeah, because yeah. the cops that was, are. That was, <laughs> cops was good. I give it. it a, I give it a thumbs up. That's a thumbs up. Definitely yeah, that's thumbs a thumbs up. up. Definitely thumbs a up. thumbs up. It was enjoyable. Good drama. Yeah, but uh, I'm right. gonna. I'm gonna have to like. I'm gonna have to go dark on on this next one since I didn't watch the Umbrella Cam. I actually might have to take off my headphones on this one. Oh, Ooh. all right. Yeah, because I don't want right. to get ruined. All right, so, Diego, did you, did you watch? Did you, you watch the whole series? The whole season? I watched. I watched the whole entire season of Umbrella Academy okay. season two. You'll have to send me a message in chat. Okay. Okay. Okay, Damon. <laughs> All right, Amy. So I loved Umbrella Academy. I loved season one. I was very anxious for season two to see where we were going. I always love a good time travel show to see how they're going to mess the past up or how they're going to fix the past or the future. So season two was right up my alley. I loved it. Every character, they're all, my, they all, each character, each one of the guys from the or girls from the umbrella Academy, I enjoy, they all have their own unique, like quirks. And mm-hmm. I enjoy each one of those quirks for them. Yeah. Like, they all, I agree with you. They all work perfectly together. And, you know, even the handler played by Kate Walsh, like I like her character. It's, a, it's one of those shows where you really 
enjoy whether they're on the screen for five minutes or just only one episode. If they're on the screen, you're enjoying that character. I agree. I agree with you about this show. I, my only, and again, this is really my only issue, is I felt like the first episode, I almost wished, wished that I had gone back and rewatched the first season again. I because, felt the same way. Yeah, it was a little confused. There was a lot happening really fast, and everybody was coming in, and I was trying to remember who everybody was, and I felt like I wanted the group back together faster than they were. And I think that's because it took them so long to be this cohesive unit in the first season that that's kind of what I was hoping for in this season. So to have them all dropped in different places in time and not be together was very frustrating to me. That being said, I thought one of the most interesting things in this season was you know, in season one, they really kind of fought against being a family. They kind of fought in about they just wanted to be their own people. And here, the whole season is them trying to get back together with right. each other to be family and again. But at the same time, they all created their own families while they needed to wait. Allison winds up getting married. Um, you know, Luther, Luther finds, finds it, yep. a father figure in Jack Ruby. Klaus, who doesn't want anything to do with anybody because it's too painful... Klaus winds up having an entire cult that's devoted to him, and, and the he funny, becomes their father. And the funny thing about Klaus's cult is that, I don't know if you know, it's like all the wisdom, a lot of the wisdom that he was given to people. Oh, they're all like song lyrics. Song lyrics from the future, and the name of his cult is called Destiny's Children instead of Destiny's yes. Child. So I thought that was funny. Yes. And I yes. agree with you. You know, the whole time they're in season one, like you said, they're don't want anything to do with each other. In season two, they create their own family, but then they try to come back. And there was one point in one of the later episodes where Vanya is asking them to come with her for help. And they're like, no, we got to do this. We don't want to help you. And I'm like, guys, right. what are you doing? Like, you got to go same with her. Same thing. And she, she finally gets in the car and they end up going with her. I'm like, you guys, don't do that again. Like, you right. saw what happened when you guys isolated her. Like, it's going to happen again. And right. the fact that I love that. My, one of my favorite parts to think about the show was was when the FBI agents had captured Vanya uh-huh. and they had her at the FBI headquarters and they were essentially, you know, like torturing her, like shocking her, trying to like break her down. And she's like about to explode. She's about to cause the end of the world. Right. Uh-huh. And it and it takes and Klaus is there. Allison's there. Diego's there. And it ends up they can't save her. But who comes in? Ben. And right. Ben goes in to save her and like to be able to shine the light on Ben where mm-hmm. he's like a ghost and he is able to save Vanya. I thought that part, that was one of my favorite parts in the whole season. I thought it was really cool to kind of like give some shine to Ben. I, I agree with really that. Cool. I agree. There were a couple of things I, I thought, I, I think the writing in this show is so brilliant. And again, I know it's based on a graphic novel, but there's the, the, the stories themselves go in a bunch of different directions. So this is the one that they picked to, to turn into the, the, the Netflix show. I was talking with a friend of mine who, um, my friend Mark, and he and I were talking about it. And he said, you know, as I was going through and thinking about the show, I was thinking about each person. He goes, and I kept saying, wait, who's the last one? Who's the la- Who am I missing? Who am I missing? And he realized that he was missing Diego on the list. And I agreed with that because I kind of felt like Diego, this round, didn't really have much of a story. I felt like he was really a vehicle to tell the story of Lila and the Handler. 
Mm-hmm. It almost felt like Diego, yeah, he was part of the family, but it almost felt like he didn't have much story other than in connection with Lila. And then we find out that the handler is Lila's mother. And let me say, the handler is the villainesty villain ever. <laughs> like, usually with villains, you think there's going to be something about them that's redeeming, like some small redeeming quality so that you can at least feel something for them or understand why they are the way they are. There was not one single redeeming thing about this woman. She swallows that guy who's the fish. She kills her daughter. Like, And then even when her daughter's laying there, she's like, please tell me, like, did you ever love me? I'm like, just, you know, put the gun down. Say... You know, at first I took you because of this, but then I loved you like my own. Nope, she shoots her. Like, I, I she is, Kate Walsh is such a great a villain here. <laughs> such a great villainy villain. So I, I kind of felt like Diego got a little bit of the shaft, but then at the end, I thought it was kind of nice when Luther was just kind of like, you know, you be in charge. You can you can be in charge. I, I don't know. There was, I, I felt like Diego didn't get, much of his own story here. I did like the stuff when he was working with, um, you know, under the handler and just kind of doing some of that background stuff. I thought that was interesting. And it was I, cool to see a little bit of his powers and what yes. he can actually do where, you know, at first I think you only see him with the knives and he can kind of direct them. And I don't know if I just missed it and I thought like he was just able to throw it that way, but he can actually kind of like manipulate items, whether telepathy or whatever it might be, but he can like move things. Yes. The way he wants him to move, which I thought was really cool. And I feel like each character got their own, like, they all, like, kind of leveled up a little bit. At the end, you see five. He's able to now time travel, like, with ease. And he's able to go back to, so that they they, they don't all die. Right. Um, so it, it was and really again, cool go, to see that. Going back to the writing, right, with five, at the end of it, the symbolism of you actually have five fighting against himself. Which really, he's been doing the whole series anyway, right? It's this <laughs> internal struggle over, do I want to be myself? Do I want to be with the family? Do I want to work for these people? Like, what do I want to do? And then at the end, you actually have him fighting against himself, um, which I thought was brilliant, you know, symbolically and just, just to watch. The other storyline that I thought was really interesting was, um, and I was talking with my friend Michaela about this, how interesting it was to see Allison in such a new light. Allison, who was so beloved in the first section, in the first season, right? Everybody loves Allison. She's so great, da da da. And now she's transported to a time where, just based on the color of her skin, she's a target and right. she's hated. And also with Allison, this this idea of how at the beginning of the season she chooses not to speak, which again is her power, right? So she's choosing not only not to use the power, but not to speak at all. And then once the first time she decides to use that power, how very quickly it gets out of hand, right? How very quickly she's willing to do something to hurt somebody. Again, but you understand it, right? Because this man is telling her she can't sit at the counter and have a cup of coffee. She's like, no, you're going to pour that coffee. Keep pouring, Hmm. keep pouring, you know? And I just thought that was interesting too. But my favorite, favorite, favorite thing in this season was Klaus and Ben's relationship. Yeah. I just, I loved the relationship between the two of them. I love that we got to see more of Ben as Ben took over Klaus. That was a funny struggle too. Um, But Klaus, his character is so complicated and he's paired up with Ben, who's just a good guy. And just the the relationship that the two of them had, I thought that was great. 
I kind of felt like Vanya's storyline was the same again. Here's Vanya trying to figure out her powers and not destroy the world. And in that way, I kind of felt bad for her. But um, again, my friend Mark pointed out one of the most touching lines in the whole series, I thought, was when she was talking to Sissy and she was saying goodbye. And Sissy says to her, um, you know, you, you gave me hope, which was amazing for Vanya to hear because Vanya has been completely hopeless the entire show since season one. She's had no hope. I'm going to destroy the world. And here she is hearing that she was the hope for somebody else. And then finally, the other character is the soundtrack, which is ridiculously amazing. Definitely better than season one. Yes, yes. Every song was so clearly picked with specific meaning. The, the, the choice of choosing Chris Isaac's Wicked Games for the ending, um, and then they're playing Pepper while Vanya's losing it. Like, the soundtrack was just ridiculously amazing. And I agree. I think that, and I think uh, the creator, or the, the writer or whatever, he said something about he didn't realize how important music was to the show. Right. I think, I, think, I think it was a Stephen Blackman, I think that's his name. He mm-hmm. said that he wanted to make sure that season two had that music to kind of make the show uh, even better than what it was in season one. So I definitely agree with the music there. What about the ending? So they fixed it. They go back to the present time. Ugh. And it's not the present time that they are used to because right. Ben's alive. Right. The dad's alive. Right. And it's not the Umbrella Academy anymore. It's the Sparrow Academy. Right, exactly. And and that's that piece. Again, if you're watching, if you're paying attention, when they're in the past and they have that dinner with their dad, he's taking notes. He's taking notes the whole time. And mm-hmm. so you know that once they all leave and he starts to build his academy, he makes sure that he doesn't pick any of them to be part of it. But Klaus never mentions Ben. He never says that Ben is there. He never says anything, which is how Ben still gets to be a mm. part of it. I mean, it's it's fascinating. And I can, I seriously, this is one of those shows where I, the other shows that I watched, I watched in bits and pieces, right? I would watch while I was doing laundry or I would watch while I was doing this. Umbrella Academy, I love this show so much that it is one of the few shows that I will sit and watch while I'm not doing anything else, yeah. I want it to have my entire because attention. Because if you mi- if you don't pay attention, then you miss certain things. Like there are certain parts throughout. I don't know if it's every episode or, or most episodes, but there are little sparrow like images on napkins, yes. on newspapers, on notepads, on whatever. And so it's like little Easter eggs like that, little Easter eggs where you know they they focused on the whole JFK assassination, all the conspiracy uh-huh. theories. And if you pay attention, you see some conspiracy theory Easter eggs uh, around the show as well. So absolutely. So this is a show where if I start googling it. <laughs> I will go down the rabbit hole and I will never come out. Like if I yeah. start Googling stuff from the Umbrella Academy, it will be all I can do for about a week because there's so many, again, that's the brilliance of the writing. There's so many little intricate details everywhere um, that can just be just be examined, you know, forever. And you have questions now too. Like, all right, so they're back in the present how are you are you right with what you said that the dad avoided getting these kids so that he went to go get other kids uh, are they going to visit the people that they knew in the past are they still alive will we see right. some of those characters again right? Right. right so so many questions that 
again, this is a binge-worthy show. I watched the second season, and I think maybe a day, day and a half. Yeah. Because each episode was really, really good. So how long do I have to wait now for season three? (laughs) That's the question, right? How long do I have to wait? Uh, But again, very good show. Very enjoyable. A lot of twists and turns. And every again, every character that's that's on the screen, you really connect with in some way, shape, or form. You enjoy. They're, it's funny. Mm-hmm. The the action's really good. The fight scenes are good. It's just a very well done show. All it of is. So, so, so I'm I should be looking forward to this then. You yeah, absolutely you should, should. You should. Okay. You should. So definitely a good show. Definitely make yourself good. a smaller list of things to watch before the next show, so that you can make sure that you get this one in. So, so again, I'm going to be a little bougie for a second, right? I feel like this is one of the shows that, like, I want to do when my theater's done. Yes, yeah. so absolutely. I'm kind of like, yeah, kind of like. And, uh, I, and you know, I, at one point while we were watching these shows, and because mm-hmm. I have surround sound in the basement as well, and there's points where I'm like, "What was that?" And I look to my right, thinking that there's someone there because the speaker yeah. picks up like noises that you. So it's really the sound quality is real good. So. All right, you're both bougie because I'm watching yeah, all this on my computer. Yeah, yeah is, know, is, is gonna it's gonna it's gonna make you mad when I tell you that like I have a 75 inch 4K TV that I'm just gonna get rid of because I don't know where to put it. Oh my ship god! It. I'll pay for shipping, dude. Ship <laughs> Seriously, I have the box actually for it. It's funny because, you know, I kind of made that you know into this this game room and i was eventually going to put a theater but then i decided to stick it in the game room i already had this tv in there but i'm going 120 inch projector instead so because i had 105 at the old house and i was like you know anytime you do something new again you got to go a little bit bigger so i was like i'll do 120 but then the 75 i'm like where do i put it it's way too big for like over my fireplace in the living room and then the boys have a a loft and they have a 65 and they're like don't change our tv we like this tv don't change this tv all right yeah stick it it in the box man sounds like you've got a really rough life going down there (laughs) i said it was a bougie problem i told you that (laughs) i'll pay i'll pay for shipping just ship it over i'll take care yeah i'll tell you tvs are not that expensive anymore i mean you can get a 75 inch for like that new that that 8k tv is like six thousand what do you need 8k for (laughs) come on man see that's bougie 8k tvs there you go all right so Wait, is, is it my favorite section? Is it phone section time yet? It's oh, phone God. section. It's do your homework section. It's whatever it's you. you it, actually, it's not. We need to talk about the stuff that you might have missed. Oh, I might have missed that section. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so I'm going to give you mine real quick. And again, this is not something that we all need to talk about. But I can tell you, I watched something that I had missed. And I'm glad that I watched it because... I didn't even realize it, but season two is coming August 17th, and it's Glitch Text, and it's an animated show, and it's like a mashup. That's what I, know, I feel like about Glitch Text. I know, I know. <laughs> I felt it was like a mashup of Ready Player One, which is one of my favorite books, Ooh. and Wreck-It Ralph, which is one of my favorite animated it, films. It, did you feel, did you see, what's the, what's the one that you watched, Diego, Last Whatever on Earth? Oh, Last Kids, last kids on Earth. It, it reminded me of that. Really? Yeah. See, I didn't have that like doom and gloom feeling. Like I just, I, I loved the characters. I loved this idea that there's these glitches in video games that can leave the game and hurt people, and these kids have to kind of deal with it. And who these kids are and their family. Di- I loved it. I thought it was a great, great show. It was just something that I sat down. My my nine year old. It was a rainy day, and he's like, "Hey, you want to watch something?" I said, "Sure." What do you want to watch? He's like, "I don't know." So we just kind of flipped, and I said, "Let's watch this." We sat down, we started to watch, and he turned to me halfway through and he's like, this is great. And I was like, it's so great. One of my other kids came in and they're like, oh, mom, this is totally your show. It's like Ready Player One. I was like, I know. So I 
I loved Glitch Tax, and I'm totally ready for season two. I'm just, I'm surprised a little bit, but hey. What That's what makes you? the world go around. What? What surprises you? Like, what was so bad Because it was terrible. It? Yeah, was, what, it was what, terrible. What did you not like about it? It it was just so campy. It was like campy and stupid. Uh, see, a campy I'd agree with, but I don't think campy is always bad. Uh, I, I found it campy and bad, sorry. All right, all right. Well, I enjoyed Glitch Tax. If you haven't watched it, you might want to watch it because it's definitely something, particularly if you enjoy that idea of the life inside the video game, just kind of the beyond the inside glitch. I And I do. I love that kind of stuff. So this was a great show. Diego, did you watch anything that maybe people might have missed, something that's not new? Well, I saw that this movie kept trending on Netflix, which was called The Offering to the Storm. So I checked okay. it out, but I realized that it's actually part like of a trilogy. So I had to watch the other two movies. But the first one's called The Invisible Guardian, and the next one's called The Legacy of the Bones. It's like okay. a murder mystery kind of thing. Uh, same characters throughout all the whole movies, trying to figure out who's killing all of these uh, young young girls. And it turns into like a cult thing. And that's what the second one is, like a cult kind of following. So now I finished the first two movies. So now I can get into with the one that just got out, which was The Offer and the Storm. They're not bad. They're just a little a little bit slow at times where I'm just like, all right, I get it. Let's 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 get it going. Let's let's move on a little bit. So um so I'm I'm interested to see why everyone was really into the offering of the storm. So I'll have to get back to you guys okay. in the next episode. But that's uh that's where I'm at in terms of old shows okay. that you might have missed. All right, so I guess it's time to get your phone out, Damon. But 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 it's so interesting because I think this time there's things that are out already that I have to add to like what I want to watch. I'm on, so, I'm with you. Yes. I'm with you. So I so this th- yeah this is this is so much more difficult. So I have you know Legends of Monkey. I definitely want to yes, watch. Yes, I started that. I actually started the first episode. It's not bad. Okay. All right. So the DreamWorks Wizard Tales of Arcadia. Got that one on my list. That. Yep. Um, for me, then I'm also looking at Sugar Rush. That's the extra sweet version. That's on my list. Malibu Rescue, The Next Wave, totally on my list. So th- those are ones that are just, you know, prior to me even delving into, you know, coming soon. That's just, Those are just on my list for this go around. When I go into coming soon, I mean, Hoops it is definitely on my list. There's no doubt about that. Hoops <laughs> is, is probably one of the ones I'm looking forward to the most. And we have Project Power, which we talked about. Here's the other thing. Teenage Bounty Hunters. I'm yes. in. Yo, I'm 100%. In. That's on my list. Right. I'm in. Now, I'm definitely going to watch the Game On comedy crossover because yep. I like Mr. Inglacius. So I'll watch that as well. Um, let's see. There's another. What is this? This high score limited series coming? That's on my list. That's on my yeah, list. Yeah, that's definitely got to be on my list. Oh, dude. The Sleepover. Totally on my list totally on my list do you think it'd be better if we just do what's not on your list at this point <laughs> there is a lot see again this you is barely made it through problems. july that's you what barely... i'm saying what are you I'm, doing i'm scared because there's so many cool things coming out that it's just it's going to be very hard to catch everything that i want to catch now here's another show that is going to be season four three percent which i enjoyed the first two seasons but i did not catch up to season three so am i going to catch up to season three before i don't know we'll see i'm gonna try uh and there's amy's glitch tech seasons two which is not on my list at all 100 <laughs> percent not on my list <laughs> not even your Smart fake pants. list I can't even put it on my fake list because I was so just disappointed in a show that should have been really good 
that just was not for me. Okay. That's So, it. I mean, again, there's going to be a lot of things, and those are just things that I'm, I'm looking at myself, okay. but... Amy, you want to go next? Yeah, absolutely. So 3% is also on my list. I had watched the first season, first two seasons as well. I'm in the same exact boat. And then we didn't watch the next one. I really enjoyed the first season. I enjoyed the second season, but I kind of started to drift off by the end of it. So I'm not yeah. really sure if that's going to be on my list permanently. But Yeah, it's, it's on my list, but not like my gotta watch list. Right. I've already started this morning when I woke up. I woke up early and I already started watching season three of The Rain. I I know that not everybody loved this show. It's a show from It gets Denmark. good reviews though. I yeah. can't do it. Oh, but. I loved this show. And season three is not disappointing. I am very happy. Malibu Rescue, I never watched the first one. Uh, it was good. So I'm going to go back. I'm going to watch the first one. Then I'm going to watch the next wave. Totally um, campy though. Well. Yeah, again... Can't be. Not always bad. Then I had mentioned last time, and I just didn't get to it, but I want to watch Last Chance You about uh, these college, junior college football. Yeah, I wouldn't mind, but it's on my, you know, far down list, unfortunately. Okay. All right. Game On is on my list. Teenage Bounty Hunter is on my list. Glitch Text, obviously. Crazy Awesome Teachers looked like something that I might want to see. I'm going to check that out. Yeah. Something, oh, Work It, which is a dance movie, because I'll watch anything with dance. Uh, so I'm going to watch Work It, which is playing now. New Legend of Monkey, I didn't watch season one, so I'm going to maybe go back I and I didn't either, that. but it just, it, it felt like a show I should have watched. Yeah, exactly. That's how I felt. Then something that I had not seen, didn't even cross my radar, but when I was looking at things that were coming out, I saw season three of High Seas, and then I went back to kind of look what it was about, and seasons one and two kind of look like something that I might enjoy. So I'm going to, I don't know much about it, but I'm going to maybe give uh, season one a, a, a try, and then if I like it, keep watching through to season three, which is coming out soon. But that's my upcoming list. All right. Diego's all right. got it easy when he goes last. I don't know about that. <laughs> Why? Because you can just say, know. yeah, me too. <laughs> well, relax. First of all, <laughs> so I got Wizards of Tale of Arcadia because DreamWorks been killing it with Netflix originals. So I'm definitely going to watch that. Mm-hmm. That's out right now. Uh, there's a documentary called Anelka Misunderstood. It's about a soccer player. That's out right now. So I got to watch that. Then Project Power, the Jamie Foxx show or, or series that's coming out. That looks really dope. I want to watch that. I got... I know you got hoops because that's you. It's just, it, you know, take out basketball, put in soccer. Uh, I'll peep it, but I don't know. I don't know. It, it it looks like that once animated show that you were trying to watch and you were like, eh, it was okay. What was it? It was like two episodes ago that we did it. I don't See, know. if you don't know, you can't make fun of me about it. So, But you didn't like it. You were like, but you finished it. I don't know. Whatever. High score. You mentioned that one. Definitely want to watch it. I have a lot of documentaries here today, this time. And I don't normally like documentaries, but if you're going to like really like dig into stuff I like, then I almost have to. Then Unwell that comes out August 12th. That's about um, like nutritional fads or whatnot that are out there. Yeah. Like, like, like bees, bees, like getting stung by it's, bees it's, and stuff. That one's on my low down on my list. But me that me one too. Looks like interesting. Yeah. Like I might get caught into watching that because my wife will want to watch it. Right. And like, right. it's funny because I'm very like petty about TV shows. She's like, all right, well, do you want to watch it? And I was like, I don't know. She's like, all right, Sounds well, I'm going to watch it. 
And I'm going to be like, wait, 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 you can't watch it if I want to watch it. And she'll be like, well, what are you talking about? Like you said, you didn't want to watch it. I was like, I don't know if I want to watch it yet. So you're just going to have to hold off a little bit. <laughs> I do the same thing. Uh, <laughs> and then the last one that um, Lincoln and me will probably watch together is Octonauts and the Caves of Sac Octon, which comes yeah. out August 14th. So new Octonauts. That's really cool. Um uh, that's it. I man. mean, do you guys feel like there's gonna be like with the pandemic that we're gonna have not a lot of TV? Yeah, like it's gonna come at some point, and That's, we're gonna yeah. If they're smart, they started holding some things back. I don't and they know. Can kind of release it as I, they go because otherwise you can pull from other countries too, though. That's well, the other that's thing true. I feel like. That's true, but but there are a lot of people who won't watch stuff because they don't want to have to read the screen or they don't want to listen to the. Dialogue. How did you guys? Feel? I have no issue with that, but I don't really love reading the screen, but. So, so you guys watched, <laughs> I just don't, right? So you guys watched, when you watched um, How to Sell Drugs Online Fast, did you run into the same problem that I did? Was the first series, did they, with the first season, did they fix it with the audio or did you have to listen to English audio with the description? I did not have to listen to English audio with the description. Okay, so you guys lucked out. I don't, I don't think I saw the description. Okay, so you guys lucked out when it, for a while it was only English with description. But that's a show I thought they did very well with mm-hmm. the, the dubbing. Yes. Okay. So, yes, yeah. yes, yes, yes. So I liked it. What? Anything else, guys? You guys got anything else? No, this is our longest show ever. <laughs> we did our homework, I guess. Amy, are you proud of us? I'm I, I don't, really proud. I, I'm going to be honest with you. I don't feel like we did enough homework, though. You're not enough homework? Not, not Amy. I'm not, not knocking Amy. I'm knocking myself. Oh, okay. wow. Yeah. That's, that's a big move on your part, Dan. I'm proud of you. Too. I'm proud of you. You're growing. T- you grew today. You grew. <laughs> All right. So... We'll be back in a few weeks, right? Two almost, weeks. Two weeks. No Unless Amy's kidding. got another vacation. Who knows? Uh, she doesn't. <laughs> <laughs> we got to get ready for school now, man. We got to get ready for school. Gotcha. All right. So thanks, everyone, for listening. Make sure you check out the Facebook page. Subscribe to the episode. Give us some likes. Give us some reviews on iTunes. You know, the usual positive energy that uh, will make us, you know, more motivated to watch more and more shows or hopefully motivate Damon to watch more and more shows. Exactly. Exactly.